Hello and welcome to the Old Man Orange Podcast. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. And I'm Rain Dunnigan. Dude, we're going to get super fucking Star Fox into it. Because, you know, we came from our Mario May series of, you know, hashtag Mario May and whatnot. And it was just fun to kind of go through a bunch of random ass stuff. And in that process, we're like, hey, dude, remember those Nintendo Power Star Fox comics? And it's like, yeah, dude, that'd be fucking awesome. And then lo and behold, we found a digital file where someone, like, nicely cropped them all together from the from the issues and put them together so you don't have to go out and manually search for them i bet you i could find probably some of them if i went through my stack but that would be a god that would take some time to to find them here's a question i have um was there a uh, another run of these because for some reason this just goes back to stuff in the schoolyard and i just might be mixing things up or some kid may have been talking out his ass but I remember somebody having one of these Star Fox, like having the Nintendo Power and having one of these Star Fox comics, and like robot versions of Star Wolf were in it. And not the robot pig, but robot versions of Star Wolf were in it. So that has me wondering was there like a second run of this later in the line, possibly? There was Star Fox 64 ones, too. That's maybe what those were. Okay. Yeah, because this okay. one's. Okay. This we have one's... to circle back around. Yeah, because this one's, like, super old school. This is, like, original Star Fox 1993 style. Uh, you know, like, literally, like, hey, kids, go out and get get your parents to buy you the most expensive Super Nintendo cartridge ever. Yeah, they were fucking pissed that you forget that Donkey Kong country, but guess what you're going to do? You're going to con them into getting the Star Fox one now. <laughs> Was or the I Star guess, Fox well, one a little bit more expensive when it first came out? I guess Star Fox actually is before Donkey Kong country. Well, fuck me there, but, um... Uh, How yeah. could you? Uh, you? You fucked up the date, Spencer. The only thing you're fucking good at is remembering four-digit numbers. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> fellas. <laughs> but uh, Get the bars of soap and the socks. We're going to full metal jacket his ass. <laughs> well, no, because a lot of these, like, because, you know, these Super Nintendo games, like, they had to put, like, special chips in them and so on, and this one had the special effects chip and so and whatnot. But um, these are like kind of like towards like towards the end of the Super Nintendo cycle. That's where you start getting like those seventy five dollar cartridges and so on. And like, keep in mind that's seventy five dollars in like nineteen ninety three, four, five. Like, <laughs> so that to, like in today's standard, if you almost kind of count, that'd be like a hundred and fifty dollar game. It is weird because we even talked about because we were talking about the Wizard and Mario Brothers. I'm pretty sure, me, I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that was a hundred. Mario Brothers three was a hundred bucks when it first came out. I'm thinking. It just—I know that that's just, this is just time. It, this is what happens with old things. But thinking like, oh, now you can get that for four dollars on a download somewhere, you know. So yeah. it's one of those things where it just makes you stop and think. Like, really, that was a hundred? Okay. Well, I remember parents telling like a story. They'd be like, yeah, that that Mario Brothers three was so fucking hard to find. And people were like charging. I, I think the hundred. I don't think it was technically released by Nintendo at hundred bucks. I just think there was a lot of people charging. A, I think that was almost how I can remember. People were like up in the price because what are you gonna do, little Billy and little Janie? Fucking want Mario Brothers three? What'd you get? Oh, you, you got a hundred bucks, mom? Oh, you Nintendo's don't? Nintendo's like we don't give a out. shit. We're getting. <laughs> Nintendo's like we don't give a shit. We're getting that money either way. <laughs> well, there's actually it's like a funny old Nintendo story where like. Nintendo said, "Like, yo, this is the fucking price of the NES. It's the fu- it's the fucking price of the NES. Don't you fucking dare come here. We'll send our fucking plumber, and you don't want to talk to the fucking plumber." Mario <laughs> but, just walks into like a Sam Goody or something with like a hammer slung over his shoulder. It's a nice place here. It'd be a shame if something happens, like knocks over like a salt and pepper, like cardboard stand. 
Well, I kid you not, there was like a guy, there was, or there was a shop that literally just to kind of like one up like whatever the fucking KB Toys or whatever was next to him, they dropped the price by, I almost don't want to say only like a dollar, maybe even less than that. Fucking Nintendo shows up being like, you ain't fucking selling Nintendos no more. You give us the fucking license, that's it. You're selling Sega Masters, that's all you fucking get from now. <laughs> <laughs> and Atari 7800s. See who shows up at your store now. <laughs> but it was like it was like, com- it was like the guy just barely dropped the price you know it's almost that kind of thing where some, later on people are like whoa this is America if somebody wants to fucking if they want to sell it whatever they want to sell it at they're, they're a goddamn fucking American <laughs> you can't just be I- forcing in these these Japanese rules on people <laughs> we won World War II for a reason damn it no um, I was gonna say like I would assume I would just assume that I don't know the details, but there would be at least like some agreed upon price that some kind of contractual price once you went in, like some kind of international thing. Once you uh, like, I would assume there'd be something like that to stop them from raising or underselling it, you know, in general. Yeah, and even like if you sort of, I mean, underselling's kind of always a, it's always like a slippery slope of like, you know, it's it's always dangerous in some markets where like. I always feel it's dangerous in the indie market because indie people, you watch each, each other try to, like, undercut each other, and the next thing you know, everybody's making fucking pennies if they're lucky because they keep undercutting people so much. Like, look at, like, the Switch shop, and you just see those people that, like, they'll put their game at, like, a penny. I'm like, I'm surprised yeah. Nintendo even allows that. And I know they, they do it because they want to cheat, and then people will just be like, fuck, it's a penny, I'll buy it. And the next thing you know, they're on the top 20 charts. But whenever I see that, I almost kind of go, fuck you, I'm not buying your fucking game if that's what you're going to do. Have some fucking dignity. Sell your game for a reasonable price. You know what I mean? I saw I bought I saw a little like side scroller for like four ninety nine. I liked it. wasn't blown away by it. But I'm like, all right, four ninety nine is worth it. Okay. Well, yeah, four ninety nine. One one that, that, ninety nine cents price. though is ninety nine cents though. Yeah. No, they're ninety nine. They, they'll sell them for like a penny. The, the, the cheapskate, mm. and it's like I suppose one's like. I know what they're fucking doing. That's the thing. As I see it, I'm like, I'm not putting you on that top 20 list. You don't fucking deserve it. You know what I mean? Sell your product like a fucking man. Because when you say it's a penny, it sounds like it's fucking dog shit, and I don't want to fucking buy it. <laughs> Why would I want a penny game? What the fuck is a penny game? Who does that even pay for? You can't even pay, your, the- pay your fucking accountant with a penny. This is the guy from marketing coming in and trying to rally up the troops. Yeah, well, it's, it's more just, it's a cheater's way. That's how I look at it. It's like, you're cheating your way onto the top 20 list. You know what I mean? It's not saying yeah. that you're a legitimate game. Because, but, um, as I said, like, I'm surprised Nintendo, like, Nintendo's just so fucking laid back anymore. It's just like, hey, man, whatever, like, you got an indie game? Well, come on over. Like, is, is it shit? Uh, who fucking cares? Just throw it on the list. Because you watch that. That list is like, and it's like, Nintendo's never made, on that Switch, I always just think about it, they've never made... Um, a, a, like kind of like a nice way to search. It's just a ginormous fucking list that just keeps climbing and climbing <laughs> and climbing. <laughs> it never ends. Yeah, it's like I always like that. I kind of assume I'm like I think Nintendo's like no fuck it. That, that, that's the fucking list. You, no, we're not changing the fucking interface. That's they're also they're also probably like you know what most people that make indie titles they grew up playing Nintendo, so they they're all trying to do this retro thing anyway. And people like Nintendo for retro shit. In all honesty, I mean, yeah, you get the games that push things forward like Breath of the Wild, but then you get other games you're like well half of it is pushing the, the thing forward. The other half is nostalgia. So that's probably like. You know what? If this, we can sell some nostalgia for ninety nine cents and go from there, yeah, fuck it, let's do it. 
Yeah, I, I, I think it's just like it's one of those ones. All I think about is like, remember that Nintendo seal of approval thing? Like where like you had that was the whole point was you know quality, so you didn't have the Atari problem because that was Atari. Atari's like, fuck, you got a game? Shit, the game doesn't load up. Who the fuck cares? Slap it out. We'll sell in the stores. Fifty bucks. People will buy well, I guess a, if you're, a fifty dollar I mean, version of the Rubik's Cube on Atari. Can you? Here's a question though. Can you really? Well, well actually, we should probably don't want to go on this too long because I want to steer away from the actual main subject. But can you really complain about ninety nine cents? That that's my question. Can you really complain? Like, if you buy a game that was a dollar and you say this game fucking sucks, isn't it kind of your fault by that point? And I'll, let's be honest. Well, yeah, like okay, no, that's different. Like, like I say, like because I always say ninety nine cents. That's like arcade price. You know what I mean? And even nowadays, it's kind of hard to even find an arcade that's a dollar anymore. They're like two bucks now. But I always feel like that's an arcade price. Because think about it. you go to the arcade, you, you popped in a buck, you play the game for what, like less than five minutes. So yeah. if you got a game and it kind of was crap, but you sat down and played it for five to ten minutes, well, you technically got complete money's worth out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's I'm how just I sort a little... of look at it. I, I look at everything like it's an arcade game. Like, as long as I get my arcade value out of it, I'm doing good. I'll get it eventually, but the reason I haven't got it yet is because, first off, I got River City Girls, and I want to beat that. Mm-hmm. And then I saw that they had that Jane Silent Bob beat-em-up game. They're like, well, I already got this beat up and I want to get Streets of Rage next, but Streets of Rage 4. But, um, I'll tell you this, that was... Jane Silent Bob game is hard as fuck. <laughs> well, I was going to say, just looking at the graphics, I'm like, I know it's only 14 bucks, but... And I'm okay with the retro look, but why does it look like an NES? I, why can't I, I'll take Super NES, but why am I paying 14 bucks for something that looks like an NES game? That's kind of my thing, you know? That, well, that's one of those games that's really a $5 game, but Kevin Smith probably wants, you know, an extra 10 bucks on top of it. Like, you know what I mean? And I'm not saying that just, yeah. I'm not saying like he's greedy, but it's like the Kevin Smith name is why it's so expensive. Because the game that's itself, right. like, yeah. if that was made by anybody else and it was just like, you know, Stony Joe and Fat Mick, like, go on a party rampage. It would be five dollars. It'd be four ninety nine out the door, like easily. That's if the right. If that's if the rights fell through. If the if the, if the rights deal fell through, like all right, well, m- make them black, and instead of making the cap backwards, make it face and forwards. Change J. We'll call him Ray, and uh, we'll give him like a green jacket instead of a yellow jacket, and um, lose the beanie. We're good. Yeah, but uh, that game was. Oh, that game was one of those ones where it's like, oh, this is this is tough as fuck. Like, not not really in like the good way either. Kind of like, oh, it, it's not it's not made bad. It's just like, oh god, like I di- I didn't expect that of a Jane Silent Bob game. Well, you don't expect a much effort being put into Jane Silent Bob. Not to be a dick, but I mean, it's just the whole thing. It's just like it's slackers. So you think the game would almost be like doesn't ask for a lot of dedication beyond that? But I don't know. I'll play it again. I want to get Streets of Rage four first, but I don't want to go on I, that, that, that whole thing. Sega. That's a that's a Sega topic. There, we're talking Nintendo. We're talking nineteen ninety three. We're talking original Star Fox. We're talking the Star Fox comic actually, but. Now, here's the thing. I actually never... I've only played a little bit of the original, original Star Fox. My exposure to Star Fox was Star Fox 64. That was my real one, because I didn't have a Super Nintendo. And going back and playing original Star Fox, like, at a friend's house or on the SNES Classic, it's fun, and I like it, but at the same time, I'm like, I, I didn't grow up with it, so it doesn't have that charm that Star Fox 64 has. I mean, it just seems like a... Low, like a, a lower version of Star Fox 64, you know? And, but if you didn't grow up playing it, if you grow up playing it though, I could still see how that could like grab you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's, that's what those ones too. Like, like I played Star Fox 64 first and then it was kind of like afterwards. It's like, oh, okay. Like 
I'll go, you know, get Star Fox, you know, one and two because they had him kind of up on like the emulators. It's like, sure, why not? Like, it's the, it's the late 90s, fucking time to party. I know Bill Gates and fucking like, you know, Bill Clinton are trying to threaten me, but that's okay. I'm like, I'm 10 years old. What the fuck are they going to do? But um, I so wish I did have Star Fox, like, or no, I said 64, Star Fox original, like, because I bet playing that in 1993 or 94 or even 95, you would have been, that would have been that game as a kid. You would have been like, oh my fucking God. So, so amazing. You know what I mean? It's so radically mm-hmm. cool. Like, there was this game on Laserdisc, this sounds fucking weird, but like, that it was kind of like Star Fox. And it's like, in my mind, I, I like the, I picture the graphics like they were almost lifelike. You know, you know, if we went back in time, it probably wouldn't be. But Laserdisc games, like, if you thought a Sega CD game looked realistic, these Laserdisc games were like <laughs> even farther. And I remember, like, it was, it reminded me a lot of Star Fox, especially like the end of Star Fox 64 when you're kind of flying through like the big tunnels and like the bricks start falling over and you know you almost are chasing that big statue guy like that mm-hmm. game had the look like that that's what this laser disc game looked like and I, I'm not really too sure I can't remember what it's called because those laser disc games are so hard to look up anyways but um like I just imagine though but having Star Fox in 1993 or 4 like on a Super Nintendo that would have been that game that would have been just you would have been fucking mind blowing you probably would have been like dude see the graphics on that thing it's like it's like I'm in Star Wars man <laughs> I know, like it's like I'm actually there. Now I did play Star Fox Two on the and and beat I beat because um, you know that that's actually more of like kind of a quick arcade version of it and different ways to go about it. I did play that one on um, on the Super NES Classic because that one was like vastly different than the first Star Fox, just the gameplay wise. Mm-hmm. It was more like that Star Fox Command game for uh, the DS. Only yeah. it, it was more of like, oh, you actually do battles and missions rather than just like, go through the loop-de-loops. Like, fuck off with that shit. And be sure to use the stylus. Like, that was the thing. I was so amped for Star Fox Command for the DS. And when I got it, I was like, oh, it's like a strategy game? Okay, that's cool. But then you get in the missions like, okay, you just got to fly through these rings. And then, or you know, there'd be the ones like, okay, you have 30 seconds to kill all these guys here. Or you have to take down the mothership in this amount of time. Like, all right, all right. Like, fly through these rings and do this thing. Wait, don't forget, use the stylus. Like, I never finished the game because of that. I will say the only thing that was cool about Star Fox Command, because that was that time period where, like, you have all those sweet DS games with multiplayer in it. And I remember the multiplayer in it was real sick. Because you'd just be like, you know, everybody be in fucking class. And you'd, like, fucking whip out your DS. Look around. Like, teacher's not looking, man. Fucking turn some Star Fox on. And then, like, that was pretty sick, like, having it on there. But beyond that, though, I do remember the rest of it being not nearly as interesting as it should have been. I th- another thing that was cool is since you're on a team, every you, you would have to, like, it's rather than just playing as... If you're playing as, like, Fox, you're playing as a standard R-Wing. If you're playing as Falco, he had his own version of it. Mm-hmm. Slippy was his own version. It wasn't just, oh, everyone's an R-Wing. It's like, oh, everyone's a different variation of the R-Wing. It has a different, like, speed and abilities and all that. And I remember that being pretty cool. But, um, so, okay, okay, so there's a reason to play as these other characters, rather than just being, oh, who's in it? I can't see him, other than the little corner of the screen. All right, whatever. But, um, yeah, uh, th- I- I- maybe I'd like to go back and try that game out again, maybe have a little bit more patience for it, maybe, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But reading this, because Star Fox is one of those franchises, like, I absolutely love, 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 like everyone else, Star Fox 64, I really like Star Fox Assault a lot for the mm-hmm. GameCube. I think that's a really underrated game. I unfortunately don't like Star Fox um, Dinosaur Planet, uh, Star Fox Adventures. I, I didn't like that one, unfortunately. And I uh, also never, I never had a, I never had a, a um, Wii U, so I never played Star Fox Zero. 
that that one's the other one where it's like Star Fox Assault that I just felt like never got enough love because, in my personal opinion, I think the Star Fox Wii U tile or Star Fox Zero, other than the fact that they do another sort of reboot of it, which that's that's about my only like slight complaint. Just like just continue it forward, like what the, you know what I mean? But do they act like oh this is the first time we've met or something? Oh yeah, it's it is like kind of like a another reboot, just like Star Fox One or Star Fox sixty four. But whatever. Beyond that though, I thought that game played so well. I thought that was like literally the takeaway game of the entire Wii U lot. You know, like because each system kind of has that one game. Maybe there's a couple games, but there's most of that one game that really solidifies the experience. Like I'd say, if the N64, like Mario 64, that solidifies the entire like Nintendo 64 experience. You know what I mean? It's kind of funny because it's like the first game, but like that right there is like here's everything that fucking come. You know, I thought that in the Wii U, the Star Fox Zero, that was fucking it. That game was sick, but nobody played. I think because most people played it, and they got like. Wait, the controls? It's like, it moves? It feels weird? Oh, fuck this game! And they just, like, <laughs> toss the controller up, and they're like, they, they, they didn't even give it, like, a time of day. I think that was the downfall. Is that there, And there's just those people out there that are just so racist against motion controls. Like, they see, like, oh, you gotta move your hands? It's fucking stupid. You, like, mm-hmm. like well, you, you didn't even play the game. Well, I don't have to play the fucking game. Motion controls are dumb. Like, those kind of people. And I just think that, you know... I heard a, I heard a lot of the thing that sucks is... F- trying to fly it with a controller and then trying to aim it with the with the pad, which that sounds confusing, but at the same time, I don't know, I, I didn't play it. Sometimes you get kind of used to that sort of thing. I'd be up for maybe playing that next time I'm up visiting or something, but because um, that's, that's a game, that's the only Star Fox game I haven't played by this point, so I would like to check that one out. But, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, the outside has, like, the aiming in it, it pretty much is, like, 90% like a Star Fox game, and then the aiming is only if you really want to. So it's got that kind of thing where, like, almost like how some of, like, the modern Zelda games had it, where, like, you could just slightly move, like, the, the 3DS or something like that, and it would kind of help your aim. I know some people hate that, but, like, I thought that was fucking sick. And that's almost how it was there. So you'd be flying along and, like, well, I could just move up and shoot that enemy, or I could just kind of tilt up and shoot him, too. Like, I, I thought that was sick. Okay, all right. Well, going into this, because by that point, I guess that was sort of a restart on it. Uh, Star Fox Assault did a good job of expanding everything, mm-hmm. and Star Fox Adventure kind of expanded. I actually like the way they portrayed Fox in Star Fox Adventure, because even though I like Star Fox 64, he is kind of like, I will do what I must do to save the universe. Okay, Fox, father, you know, at the end. But then in um, Star Fox Adventure and Assault, he's a little bit more of kind of like the reluctant hero, and he's kind of not like totally Han Solo-ish, but he's more like, oh, fuck. Like, you know, and they, they kind of get across the teams a little bit more ragtag, like in, you know, there's a part, there's a mission, like, all right, I need you to, like, send me send me the uh, Groundmaster, and then it's, like, completely on the other side of the level, he's just like, oh, it's, uh, it's, 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 targeting's as amazing as ever, here we go, you know, so he has to go kill all these, like, bug things to get over to it, so mm-hmm. he's a lot more, like, uh, dismissive, and there's a little bit of that in this comic, and they do, I'll say this, um, I like the comic. Mm-hmm. I think it starts off better. I think it starts off really good. Middle of it kind of wanes a little bit, and then it picks back up at the end. Yeah, it kind of does have that. You know what I mean? It's like those ones. Sometimes some of these are like these older ones you always kind of wonder because they're kind of almost made to sort of sell stuff and it's at like a time like before you kind of have everything sort of dialed in so the guy's like, hey, I'll just take a stab at it. Let's see what happens. Well, they're adding their own. They're kind of um, adding their own lore to it and they're also just like, well, what do we have off it? And the idea of of the Star Fox team starting off as just a bunch of outlaws on a planet, stealing from 
Imperial cruisers, which like there's an evil empire out there. I thought we were part of the empire, and the bad guys were the rebels, Venom or whatever, you know. But mm-hmm. um, which is always something about Star Fox, which you know I guess it's just two warring armies more than just being rebels. But um, it starts off that they're just ra- basically out there on like sp- speeder bikes raiding ships and all that, and um, eventually they get called in to go do a bigger job for Corneria. Yeah, exactly. I also like, too, because, like, they even draw Fox in this one. Like, he has some scenes that where he just looks, like, super fucking angry. Like, there's that one where he's like, he's, like, fucking looking down at fucking Falco, like, slaps him, like, across the fucking face. He's like, fucking feather brains. We aren't fucking thieves. Get fucking over it. You get used to it now. I I found you when you were out in the street fucking, like, huffing paint and selling heroin. (laughs) <laughs> don't think i forgot i never did you know, i think i could see that being totally an artist thing for him because like but all right what can we do and i could see like well you know what when ant when dogs and foxes are mad they raise their teeth so i can see them that just being an artistic thing but whenever that whenever he gets angry he does that thing where his lips are curled up and you see his teeth it's like oh shit okay you know and then like falco is always he's way even way more reluctant he's like i don't want to fucking do this and peppy's like i'm just here for the ride don't you worry about it and slippy's like i'm here too like, all right slippy go go in the other fucking room well then they also make slippy stutter at the same time so i think i got the it's like jesus christ slippy quit fucking stuttering if anything i'll say this i'm, I'm glad we read this shut the fuck up slippy falco's like the only thing that's gonna shut him up is if you jam a dick in his mouth oh he always sounds he always tried to show me a engine. picture of his fucking girlfriend that was a picture of his fucking sister same thing in frog culture. They're nothing but dirty fucking toads. There, yeah, Falco he, always he comes across. She got as, a fucking wart from her. Like, what fucking diseases has she got? I don't fucking want it. Like Falco always comes across to me as Andrew Dice Clay, kinda. Yeah, sort of. It just sort of like so like. Oh, fuck, we're on one of these another fucking... Ass- like, he's almost that kind of guy who's like, how did this guy get fucking hired in this unit? Like, well, they, they had a spot available, and uh, you know, they, they need a bird on the team. I could honestly just, <laughs> I could actually see it being some like, uh, I could see it being something to the effect of, um, he, uh, like Falco and like Fox got into a street race and they made a bet. This is like Fox, like, all right, you got to join my team now. You know, I, you're my slave now, basically. Yeah, I could be something like that. Or really, Falco always feels like a guy who like, he's. He's that guy who probably is really skilled, but he also kind of lets his emotions kind of like dictate a little too much and so on. He's probably somebody, if he didn't have a friend, because even though a fox can be brash, he knows to hold back a lot of the times in the situation. He's one of those guys, if he didn't have a friend like Fox, he probably wouldn't have a job. Because he'd probably be like, you know, the second the drill sergeant yelled at him, he'd probably sock him in the face and get dishonorably discharged or something. So being on a mercenary team where he kind of sort of answers to Fox is probably the thing like, all right, all right, you know. Yeah, because well, Fox would be holding back like, yo, Falco, you, you got to stand down. It's, just, it's not fucking worth it, man. It's not fucking worth it. He could speak his language. I guess if he doesn't come at him from an authoritarian figure, that's how it goes. And, like, Peppy's a little bit more of kind of like, what am I doing with all these kids here? Oh, God damn it. And Slippy's like, I got nowhere else to go. You know? Yeah, Slippy's that person just running behind you like, oh, Fox! Fox! God, Jesus Christ. Why'd you fucking invite him over? Oh, we need a fourth player for Smash Brothers. You couldn't have found anybody fucking else. He's like, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. 
I got pizza! Yeah, that's why we brought him fucking over. He's paid for pizza. <laughs> it's worth it, fucking Falco. It's worth it! He's like, I don't think any fucking pizza's worth that. No fucking pizza's worth that. And that's going from the Italian on the team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll say this. If anything, reading this book, um, there's a... Uh, I mentioned this a couple of times, so I like it so much. There is a fan-made animated series online called A Fox in Space, and it's kind of like this 80s cyberpunk kind of gritty version of Star Fox. But the thing is, it sounds kind of like ironic, because like, every so often you'll see those fan-made things like, oh, what if Pokemon was dark? What if Mario was dark? And there's the joke, and... I know we make dark jokes, but it's kind of like it runs its course pretty quickly. You know, but this actually, it feels, you could see the guy genuinely loves Star Fox. And he brings aspects of Star Fox lore you wouldn't expect. And since, in all honesty, there's not a lot to pull from, he kind of goes from angles you wouldn't always expect. He even pulls from the, uh, he makes references multiple ways from like the Star Fox um, blockbuster video. Where like there's a part where someone they're they're inter- they're interrogating somebody I think Slippy's dad about the R wing engine and the people who are interrogating him are a hedgehog and a ba- and a and a um... oh you mean the Nintendo Power video yeah yeah uh, was it a blockbuster or was it Nintendo, no, Nintendo Power? Power oh Nintendo Power <laughs> yeah because was... blockbuster I was like what's this blockbuster video he's talking about oh, I'm thinking of the banjo because I got mixed up with the banjo kazooie one um yeah no there's a he's getting interrogated by a bandicoot and a hedgehog. And it's basically a recreation of that scene, but it's with, um, but it's with like, uh, like on why the G diffuser works or whatever on the on the ship. And there's this other, and it gets a little deeper and heavier in certain parts. It has a little bit of like kind of like a Tom Clancy thing in certain parts of it. It's a really really good series. And reading this, I'm like, oh shit! So he was pulling from this too because in that Slippy stutters a lot, and in that they also get across like there's a flashback episode which they've, he's only he's only has one full episodes out, and he's kind of released clips of other parts. But Falco, they get across that he used to do street racing, and they acknowledge that in this among other things. So yeah, I also like too in this comic because they also get to the point where it's like they're fighting lizards and so on like that. Like that's who they're kind of fighting at the beginning before they even get around to like Andros or anything. Are lizards the boss in um, the original? No, it's Andros. It's always been Andros. Okay. Because the, well, the, the original one in Star Fox 64 are kind of about the exact same game. Mm-hmm. Well, I, well let's, go, let's jump on this for a second. I really like the artwork on this because the artwork actually looks kind of... Um, it looks. It almost looks kind of like... Um, sort of like, watercolory, almost? Watercolory. I, I kind of could see this being almost like... A, it kind of gives me... Not, not to the level of like, you know tits and guns but it kind of gives me like a like a 1970s like sci-fi comic kind of feel to it yeah well you know what it has because uh, i just really look at them it, like it has like a very heavy metal feel as well like the heavy metal yeah. movie like i could maybe see... a little tw- 2000 ad kind of yeah exactly like it's it's got that kind of um i mean like technically if you think about star fox is sort of created by a british person anyway so or at least the 3d engine but um that makes sense yeah it seemed like british people were making 3d all the time for nintendo mm-hmm but uh, but no, the artwork in it is really neat. Like I, I I like that design. I like just the look of everything. Like it almost just feels like you could almost take this whole script and just turn it into like almost kind of like a hour and a half long movie, like animated film, kind of like no different than like almost like Star Chaser and Rock and Rule and Heavy Metal, like in that kind of vibe. It would be very, and that's actually it's kind of funny you say because that's sort of. The feel, the the I don't want to keep going back to this, but a fox in space kind of has that 
80s animation vibe. Kind of a little bit of Ralph Bakshi in there. Has mm-hmm. a little bit of sense of that to it. So it's one dude doing the whole thing too, which is amazing. So um, anyway, I do like how the, there's a the whole part where they do that this stowaway. Like they get called from General Pepper. Like, look, I, I understand you guys like knocking over the occasional like Lizard Empire ship, but... We could actually kind of use your help because we need any good pot. You guys are apparently the best pilots. We just need whatever we can get by this point. So they have this whole part where they have to sneak aboard a um, like a just a big vessel and just like uh, there's some of the small things they say like uh what like what, what what if only they can get us like fucking first class seats. I don't see what the big deal is. And then at some point like they have to break out, stop a hijacking. And there's Farah who is a character which I'm kind of curious if they got Farah in this because. She's only in Star Fox 2, which never got released up until recently. Uh, that's no this that this character is actually only for the comic. That you're thinking of somebody different in Star Fox 2. Oh, this is that's not the that's not the character from Star Fox 2? No, it's not. It's, it's so this character is created just for the comic book. Oh, okay. All right, but she looks similar. Yeah, she looks cast because I thought the same thing too and then I looked it up and I was like, "Oh, that's not the same character." I'm oh, like okay. But yeah, Farrah Phoenix. So they can almost give Star Fox like a girlfriend, pretty much in this. Yeah, her his Sally Acorn, more or less. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly what it really is, sort of. Because she is kind of like a princess, or at least the daughter of like a high-ranking officer or politician or some shit. Yeah, and then you know, even even Fox almost has sort of a Sonic the Hedgehog feel in this because he just has he has a little bit different personality than he does. Like I guess if you'd say like Star Fox sixty four or something like that. He doesn't have the whoa man attitude, but he has more of kind of like, he's kind of like, we're going to do the right, right, righteous thing. But then, like, you know, he gets kind of like irritated whenever, um, he gets irritated and he, he's tired of trying to live up to his father. Because everyone calls him Junior, and that's the one thing that always pisses him off. That, and Falco always seems to be things in, in it for the money, but he's one of the best people on the team. So he's, he kind of comes, even though this came up before this, he's kind of like the Jane from, um, from Firefly, sort of. Yeah, exactly. At the end of the day, you know, he, he's the guy you can kind of trust to have your back, even though at first he's complained that you could have got a fucking moon and instead you were in first class seats. Yeah, that's the whole thing. It's like, you could have asked, we just saved that, we just saved the, a billionaire's daughter and you asked for first class seats, we could have got a goddamn moon. It's like, yeah, I can't think of what to do with the moon right now. Well, I love that line he has, because he's like, he's like, eh, moons aren't nearly as comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I thought that was like, that's some like nice witty writing you got in there, you know? So it's now, not like jam packed with that, but there is some good moments. Like, all right, that's a little clever, more clever. It's, it's not like a bad book, but there's, yeah. Well, it's because it's at that same time where it's like, you know, in a sense, you could kind of say it's kind of made for like kids and so on. Even though it's got a lot of weird fucking Elvis like Presley references for some odd reason. Like, it's like those are those things. Whenever I see that in there, I'm like, why would you put an Elvis Presley reference in this like Star Fox universe? Like, I just, I just like, like I always think those things are so fucking weird. Like, I'll say, there, there is an actual Sergeant Pepper reference, but, like, that one's kind of funny. It's just, like, you know, when he's, like, um, General Pepper's giving a story about the past. He's like, when I was Sergeant Pepper, and it shows him, like, standing, like, in a Sergeant Pepper's, like, album cover thing. I just thought that was kind of just a funny little nod. But the Elvis one's like, why do they keep referencing Elvis so many times in here? Like, I'll be honest, the Elvis ones went over my head, and I just realized the Sergeant Pepper joke just now. And the Sergeant Pepper one I thought was just kind of funny, because it's just, like... Yeah, it's, it's a little bit farther in the story, but, like, General Pepper's just going on a big old fat story and whatnot. <laughs> and it just has that. I just That made me laugh. But, yeah, as I said, the Elvis ones I thought were kind of, like, such a weird one. Just like, ah, fuck it. I don't know. Just put, put an Elvis line in here. Shit, they're, they're fucking kids. See, there are some, like, some Americans, like, translating this. And he's like, 
Fucking kids gotta know who the fucking king is. I gotta know. You gotta know what time it is. <laughs> Fuck Jerry Lee. Nobody shall forget the fucking king. And then you move on to, uh, there's that whole part. Then they get this whole little, like, kind of training session where one of the main reasons why they agree to go to it is, like, all right, we got these state-of-the-art uh, ships called R-Wings. So that's kind of, like, their big payment. Like, all right, we get to fly these things? All right, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, they're almost, like, untested and everything, too, because Peppy's almost like, oh, maybe we should run diagnostics on it. It's like, no fucking way, man. That ain't the 90s way. You heard what Captain Ron said. If anything's gonna happen, it's gonna fucking happen out there. Yeah, we're still we're still quoting the humans, even though by this point they're all extinct. Yeah, and we ate their souls. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then like uh, in the middle of the test, Farrah comes in. Like, it's almost kind of like, oh, it's kind of like you know the new Star Wars movies. It's like how like yeah, how Poe's ship is all like black and orange, but hers is the same thing, but it's an R wing. Which that's a pretty cool look for an R wing. Uh, yeah, I kind of like that. Just a little bit different design. Well, I think it's that's also, too, it's like, you know, when you make a video game, you know, a lot, a lot of times at first you can't always change them all around, but it's like, hey, it's a comic book. Let's just fucking add a little bit more details to it. And so I make each character kind of have a unique look, sort of like what we get in Command. I guess that's the thing. Like, now we're at this point where there's, um... Now we're at this point where you have so much lore, it's just like, why would you make anything up when you could pull from that lore? But at this point in time, it's like, well, what else did you have to go off of other than one game at the time? So, alright, give him a girlfriend, add this, add that. And some of the stuff, it's I'll say, even though they do change and add a lot of things to it, it's stuff that I could still see fitting in that universe pretty well. No, yeah, it, told, it feels Star Fox all the way. And, you know, I, I never felt like there's ever those like weird moments like, oh, that's really... Not something that I think the team would do or something like that. It's like, no, no, it's just like, and they just kind of expand. I mean, they got some weird stuff as it gets farther on once we get to Andros and so on. It's kind of interesting. But, um, but yeah, no, no, no. I think it's just like the fact that, hey, here's Star Fox. He's trying to look to his dad's name. He's got his ragtag crew. No matter what, like, he's got to, you know, keep going on. They're like, hey, we got battle Andros now. So you boys are going out there. You're like, you're like fucking flying stuff. You're the best pilot ever. Yeah, I'm the best pilot ever. Well, then you got to fly the newest and most deadliest ship that, wait, deadly? Oh, we just haven't tested it yet. Just saying, you know, you're the test run. You're expendable, you know. Yeah, you're right. Hey, Slippy, get in the ship first. See what happens. What? You'll be fine. Stop stuttering. I slapped a stutter out of you, Slippy. I just see him just slowly. So many times, and it's still there, there, there. He's just like duct taped to the seat as they all just slowly close the lid on him, like Fox, Fox. Like and they just like shh, 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 just clicks it, clicks shut. It's all soundproof. Like there you go. Just like pat the top of the thing. Like all right, send him off. <laughs> and it works. Hey, should we turn his communicator back on? No, no, it's fine. No, so it's, it's, okay. it's better that way. You know, yeah. just, just, just put him on autopilot to follow us. Make sure he's in the back. <laughs> yeah, God forbid if he gets ahead of us, we have to save his ass. Yeah. If he if he falls behind, then hey, whatever. It's we lost an R wing. Yeah, you know what I mean. And your friend, You're right? Our friend too. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that that R that R wing's one of our friends. I know. I'm I'm sorry to lose it. As well. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever. They they they, t- they take off from there, and then um, 
Shit, where'd they go to next? I'm trying to draw a blank here. Well, I want to say an attack happens. Is, 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 um, is like an attack happen in the middle of their test or something like that? I think that's what happens. Yeah, they get a... Yeah. Like, and the uh, lizard army comes in and starts attacking them. And you even see them fighting some enemies from like boss battles from other games. From like the first game, which by this point would have also been variations of in Star Fox 64. Which almost, you know, this I know this is not how it was ever planned, but almost like the lizard people almost can kind of, like, lead into Dinosaur Planet. It could, actually. I didn't think about that. Um, I was almost expecting, because some of them, even though they're lizards, some of them resemble frogs, and even though they're amphibians, I was almost expecting some shit for, like, Slippy to pop in. Like, he's going to fight off one of his uncles or some shit. <laughs> Just, like, brutally, I don't want to kill you, but I have to! Just start shanking him, like, Wah! <laughs> and then, like his uncle is like he just, he's like this big giant badass toad with like two axes looks all barbarian like just i come for you slippery like oh they all talk like that shit <laughs> get, get back here you stupid fuck it's <laughs> <laughs> like oh god that's i surprised that i'm really surprised that you know a group of toads and turtles or not turtles but uh fucking frogs isn't extinct yet we're, well, yeah. we're very, very smart and intelligent. Who do you think invented the track? Oh, yeah, shut the fuck up, Slip. We don't want to hear about your fucking inventions again. Oh, we forget they can reproduce. They, they could switch their gender, like Jurassic Park told us. Yeah. So as soon as they're about to run thin, one turns into a chick, one turns into a guy. They start, start fucking. They switch off that way. Happens in, like, the course of an afternoon. It's really disturbing. That, that's why, that like, you're always confused. That, like, I remember that was the most confusing thing as a kid. Like, those things that, like... You're like, what? When, like, you look in the manual, and it's like, yeah, Slippy's a, is, is a dude. It's like, that's a fucking dude? Like, no. No, <laughs> that's not a dude. That's a chick, man. I assumed he was a dude, but I thought he was a little kid. Like, no, 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 he's like a, he's an adult. Like, oh, like all, like the rest of them. I'm like, really? Oh, shit, okay. Like, I thought he was the kid of the team. Well, see, because I always just had, like, such a girl's voice that I was like, that can't be. I mean, like, in, in the Super Nintendo one, it does it because he's like, bow, 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 bow. It's like they give him a deeper voice. He doesn't have that high-pitched one there. But once in the 64, it's just like, the fuck? Like, it's just like those things. It's like There's like those moments you have in a kid where it's just like, that wouldn't blow anybody's mind as an adult. But as a kid, you're like, get the... That's the no. 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 <laughs> you go full on Palpatine. No. Oh, no. No. Yeah. But, um... Uh, there's also that thing about when you see him, like, in later games. He went from being like, it's me, Fox, to being kind of like, hey, Fox, it's me. Kind of, you know. Yeah, well, I, well, I think kinda... that's what they did there. They're like, yo, half the people, like, think is a chick and for some reason want to fuck it. So we, we don't want any more of these letters coming in, so we're going to change that voice up. <laughs> you, you, you could have a pent-up fucking enraged 14-year-old. And then also those weird 62-year-olds that, like, like to send in their odd art that they've created of them and slippy together don't just like yeah don't 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 take don't open those letters just leave them there just pile <laughs> them in the corner should we return to sender no no it's too late for them it's better for them to not know the connection here we're actually going to change our address so. they're they're hoping this artwork's going to make it into this week this month's issue of nintendo power it's not <laughs> no and here's the worst part we're going to keep getting it for the next 12 months <laughs> That's got to be something. Cause I know. I know. For some reason, Sonic porn is a thing. For some reason, but mm-hmm. Slippy. That's got to be a thing too. I mean, it's already in the name. So yeah. So, so there's got to be one dastardly person out there at least who's attempted the Slippy porn. But oh, do a barrel. Oh. 
Whoa! That's probably the easiest joke you could make. Yeah. But um, as we go into the real Star Fox here in the comic, they decide that like they need to go into this black hole hand. This is where like the fucking this is where I feel like the very heavy middleness of this comes out even more. It's because when they go to that black hole or whatnot, and then this like the fucking colors start changing and everything like that, and then Fox is like, "Dad, is that fucking you?" And he's like, "Come on, Junior." Fox is like, "Dad, don't call me Junior in front of everybody." He's like, "But you are Junior." You know? He's like, "My name is Star Fox. We named this. We named the dog Star Fox." <laughs> Well, well, no, I'll say because that's the thing. They, they like the ship. Like, you know what? The way the ship is built, it might be one of the only things that could handle the pressure of going into a black hole. And that's where all these things are coming from. And that's also where Andros comes on TV, like, "I'm back, bitches!" Like, oh, what? And that's where you kind of get a little bit of exposition about um, before he goes in. Like, why is he going in there? Well, he feels he has to prove himself. Why? Well. You know, he uh, he was like a great he was a great you know like student this and that. Then he dropped out. His dad died. This happened. He met Falco, who was street racing, fell into a bad crowd, started dealing in heroin a little bit maybe. And then you know then we just kind of jump. That's where that's now I, now I notice. I can't believe I missed the sergeant thing, but I see it here though. Yeah. Yeah, well, it kind of has that kind of whole. Back. I was just a sergeant then, and yeah, that's totally a joke because it's just one single picture. <laughs> you know, it's so on, and then it even just kind of even shows like battling, like you know, in a sense, like original like Star Fox Andross battle right there, where he's all like in the polygons and so on. Mm-hmm. And I was gonna say, um, I th- I think that like I really like this thing a lot more when it starts going into stuff about his dad. Because that's where you find out this whole, um, because it's always, was his dad dead or was it in his head or whatever? And this one, it's saying, no, his dad's not dead. His dad just got locked into another dimension. Yeah, well, it's like, I think his dad is, like, in a sense, dead from this dimension, but he got, like, transferred there. Because as we learn later on, it's like Andros plants a car bomb. Oh wait, that's how he kills the wife. Never mind. That's how. Yeah, yeah. That's, I forgot. I was getting that mixed. Which is, <laughs> it was like the weirdest part. I was like, it's like, yeah, I planned a car bomb, you know, out there, and I thought I was going to well, get dead. That's where it got a little heavier for you. We'll get to that part, but that got a little heavier right there. And um, basically, yeah, that's where it got super heavy metal for a second because they're flying into that uh, thing, and that's where his dad starts talking. I'm like, I'm here, Fox. Like, Sky Daddy, is that you? Well, even, like, when it gets farther and deeper in that black hole, and then, like, the, like this giant fucking whale just comes flying out of there in multicolors and brightness. And I just picture, you, you, that's where, like, Cheap Trick writes one of those sweet songs to play over there. Those ones that they're not going to put on their regular albums. Well, once they put in, because that's actually two different parts, because he goes through there. Oh, I guess he, he goes, goes through, through the, the black hole twice. He goes through the wormhole, and that's where he fights off against uh, Andross's face, which is just basically a robot like, we fucking did it. We saved the day. The end. And they later go back, and they're getting attacked by... It's just kind of another day. I'm like, oh, things are going good. And that's where Slippy's like, I got a girlfriend! She gave me my first wart! Like, oh, great, Slippy. That's fucking great. And then all of a sudden, their ship comes crashing down. Wanna fucking see it? Just, like, whips out his dick, like, whoa. Slippy, Slippy. <laughs> we're, not, we're not that fucking close. I, I know you think we're best friends. I don't even know if we're really regular friends. I... Peers is maybe too strong of a word. <laughs> Let me say this. You notice that how everyone could be in one room the minute you walk in, everyone leaves in different directions? I'm just saying, did you ever notice that pattern? <laughs> well, I thought they were just hungry. 
No, no, not when we're already in the kitchen. No, you know. <laughs> oh. You want to yeah, touch yes. the wart? No, I don't want to touch the wart, but tell you what, um, I think the escape pod needed some cleaning. You mind going in there and checking that out? You want to be want, want to be my friend? Go inside the escape pod right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here, I just click. Uh... Oh no! You see, I could launch him into space. He's gonna get back somehow. I don't know. Just, I don't know. It's the slippy way. <laughs> At least he's gone for two hours. Somehow he's gonna come back. Some alien's gonna come by. Yo, you lost this shit. Chuck it on the <laughs> on our windshield and take off. And don't you somehow fucking he's drop alive. your trash off on our planet. <laughs> I'm not trash. Well, you're not fuckable either, so you get the fuck down there, you know? Falco, fuck you. Don't drop this shit off again. Okay. Okay, other planet that sounds like uh, Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> but yeah, after, after uh, yeah, Slippy shows his girlfriend. <laughs> we all know that's fucking a lie. <laughs> yeah. Then they're all just basically like, okay, well, just this big, uh, I think it's the Great Fox, or at least some other ship, comes crashing down. Like, oh, it looks like we're going back to space. It looks like we're going back to war. And when they're getting up there, something happened. I don't remember what the details exactly, but basically the uh, they're kind of stuck in place for a minute because the uh, ships just die of, like, they just, they're out of, uh, they're out of, um... Space fuel of some kind. Space fuel somehow. I don't know exact details. Then this is where it gets like very 70s, like progressive rock metal. You know what I mean? Like album cover. Because like stingrays from space. Oh no, space stingrays come in and start attacking them. Which those things are usually really docile, but not if they're in space apparently. Yeah, exactly. Once they come in, you know, they start. Are those like an enemy from the game? Well, there's, I guess there's kind of those things in Star Fox 64. I thought they're robots, but maybe yeah, they're, they're yeah, they're they're robots. They're not they're not like this one. This one is like literally they're like in space, and there's all kinds of like sea creatures that come out, and that's where I mean that's the part, man, where like somebody would be like, "Yo, man, did you go see that fucking Star Fox movie that came out?" Like, shit, dude, shit. You gotta make sure you sneak your bong in. You know what I mean? When the attendant looks at you and goes, "What's wrong with your pants?" You just say, "I got a big dick, bro. You want to fucking see my wart?" Believe me, he won't ask questions after that, especially if you say it in this voice. You want to see my dick? It's got a b- 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 big wart on it. <laughs> Believe me, he definitely won't fucking ask questions. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't make eye contact with a slippy with a slippy fan for more than like five seconds. They'll assume you're you're their friend. You can always tell because they're wearing a stupid fucking red hat. That's <laughs> about like two sizes too small for their head. When you say that a red hat, it's like it's like a MAGA hat. Like Trump is right. <laughs> 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 he's my f- 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 father oh jesus christ <laughs> they do look he does look kind of like a frog i'm not trying to get overly political here but let's be honest if you spray paint him green yeah. other than pepe he does look like a fucking frog pepe. he has a slouchiness he has a slouchiness to him you know uh, uh, i like the way he said pepe it's like hey pepe pepe he's like yes yes it is me pepe the frog <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah as we kind of go into space and all these sea creatures come out and so on there's that part there where i think like the whale comes out and i felt like that was just like parts like it's so fucking odd and weird but you know it almost kind of still fits in star fox you know like that bonus level on star fox 64 mm-hmm. you get to and where you just get all the fucking magical colors and shit that happens and whatnot 
and it does just feel like you're in like a fucking heavy metal album or movie going on. But then you realize I it's don't... like that part's so weird because like that whale comes out and then all of a sudden it's just like Fox, it's your father. This I'm in a spacecraft from another dimension. Whoa. I'm a space whale. <laughs> it's like so fucking weird. It's like it's like South Park. I'm Wilziak. I'm from the moon. <laughs> I know, that was literally what I started thinking when I saw that. What uh, fucking Tom Cruise is gonna come out of that portal next? But, no, uh, but like uh, the, that whale thing, it kind of that really got that really gave me like Grant Morrison or Neil Gaiman vibes and the idea of like they'll pull some weird obscure creature or thing from mythology like oh here is like nastrophos the celtic whale god that was worshipped by the pagans or some, some shit just some shit that most people forgot about you know mm-hmm. yeah exactly just so odd and he's like dad that's you man he's like yes son but uh i'm trapped in another dimension so i, I can't leave the whale body the whale's technically a spaceship don't ask but guess what we got fuel but yeah, but the whale knows how to make fuel. It's just like, Dad, like, well, why don't you just join us? Oh, I can't, son. Uh, there, there's, there's a big party with the whale. In a, it's another dimension thing. Ooh, spooky dimensions. I can't leave. See you, son. Whale orgies. <laughs> You're like, Dad, why can't you just be a father? Oh, yeah. I mean, I like kids. I just, I like drugs more. <laughs> 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 goes back to the fucking portal i realized i was made to be a cool uncle not a dad bye yeah here son have a beer i'm doing my fatherly <laughs> thing i know you're 32 but that's okay better late than ever yeah <laughs> And then they recharge the the ships, and we've got to mention uh, by this point, Slippy got kidnapped by Andros, and he's on like this little cross thing. We're like, we're gonna hang you up like like Toad Christ. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Of course, fucking Slippy gets you know captured and whatnot, and he's and just he's like, he's like looking for any information he can get. Yeah, exactly. And of course, Andros has to sit there and tell him his fucking plan. He's like, what's well, a stupid fucking Toad? Like, what's he gonna say? <laughs> <laughs> oh, like he's gonna miraculously get out of this somehow. Or not like his friends are going to save him. But after they get the... Because um, Andros, by this point, he's just at some weird little post. Because he doesn't have his full army ready. His army's basically in ruin. By this point, he's at some random little post. And they come in and start, like... They figure out where he's on. And Fortuna is... I don't remember. Is that a level from the game? Uh-huh. That, that is. Which one is that? It's, um... Shit. I have to look that up, but I know I know that's. Is it like is it a landmaster level or something? Or I think it might be, but maybe then again, it also might be just a different version of it because this is Super Nintendo. I'm used to 64, so it could be that too. Yeah, and I know that like oddly enough, that's one of those weird ones where that that name I think is like mistranslated. One of those goofy ones where like they change it later on. But I always say fuck it. That's what it, you know. What I mean, if that's what it was in America. That's what stay. You don't fucking change that. It's like Eris changing her name to Aerith later on. They're like, yeah, but the guy just fucking mistranslated it. Fuck it. It's Eris. Don't you fucking tell me it's Aerith. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, they're going too far back now. And um, as they go on, that's where, like, oh, like, like, um, I, I don't remember when his whole plan was, but, like, I think he was planning just to stall, like, strand him out in space where they get attacked by this, by, like, all the space sea life shit. And that's, they come in like, what the fuck? Because, Whale Dad left him like, here's a portal to Andros. Go fuck him, son. Ooh. 
Okay, Fortuna on Star Fox 64, just to clarify, that's where you first meet Star Wolf. Well, depending on which kind of trip you go. Where you just do that, you're just on like that sort of slightly snow planet that you do a little battle with him. Oh, right, right, yeah. Okay, well, maybe just, maybe it's a different season right now. Yeah. But yeah, um, so then, oh yeah, the way actually Slippy gets out of there, he has, um, he has like gas or something. He has like, well, he's like, it's like, like giant anal beads gas that he's his... been wearing around his neck. <laughs> My mother said they look nice on me! I'm sure she did. <laughs> they smell just like her. Oh God, Slippy! <laughs> Slippy, yes, ma- yes, mother. Just get out of the fucking house for once. <laughs> <laughs> Can I wear your nice necklace? Those are. Yes, go ahead. Just fucking leave. <laughs> just imagine like a Thanksgiving table with Slippy and his family. Hey, Slippy. Hello, mother. Hello, father. Hello, cousin Carl. Hello, Frederick. Bye, bye. Oh. Could you like somebody just like the mashed potatoes? Somebody's in the kitchen, like making like sweet potatoes. It falls over. Like Slippy, I need help. It's the kitchen, just the war zone. People are fucking up. People are fucking up left and right. Things are falling over. Like help. Like, like by the end of it, everybody's in the kitchen. Nobody's helping. They somehow just finagled their way like, and like just running around after each other. Like I'll get it. No, I got it. Someone, just like the worst nothing. fucking slapstick fucking like comedy going on. Nothing. That's what Thanksgiving is to them. No, no food is actually eaten. It's just them fumbling and fucking up for like three hours straight in the kitchen. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next year. Maybe that time we'll actually get to have a fucking turkey. Oh! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, I think what is when they go to Fortuna, is that where they bow like that, like pretty much like a uh, two-headed King Ghidorah? Ghidorah? Thing? Yeah, they basically fight Ghidorah and like... It's just missing the, one the head. Gun, the that's, how they, that's how they get away from the copyright thing. We'll just minus one of its fucking heads off. Yeah. And we'll, we'll make it look... We'll get make make its face look kind of like Shenron, sort of. <laughs> yeah, sorry it does look like that. I'm like... But it's almost kind of the interesting thing. I mean, I guess, like, in like some of the Star Fox games, you would have, like, a dragon thing, but it'd still be, like, a robot. But it's, like, in this one, it's, like, he's battling, like, yeah. It, and it really has a very dragon. There's, like, one of those panels in there where um, it's on, like, page 91 where there's the King Ghidorah-looking thing. And then there's, like, the pig flying. And then there's a little motorcade thing that I think Andros is in. And it's, like, that looks so fucking, like, Capsule Corp right there. It does. Well, even the pig thing, I'm going to say it. I'm pretty sure the the robot pig right here, head aside from the head, it's meant to look like the original like mobile suit Gundam, like the one the main character in that show drove. Just because I mean it has like the the blue chest piece, the yellow like vents, which in the plate where the nipples would be, that red center thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's meant to be an homage to that because chances are if you were making like drawing science fiction comics for a video game magazine back in the early 90s or mid 90s chances are you probably like knew of gundam and all that stuff what you think about too there's like you know this comes from a japanese guy like he probably grew up on all like 70s gundam on up his entire life especially there's some panels too where you see it's like oh that's totally fine it's just like slap a fucking pig head on there if it didn't have the pig head yeah you'd assume that was a gundam um, this this is actually done by a bunch of American guys. This comic, though, right? No, it's Maybe done by British. a Japanese guy. It's d- done by the guy's name is um. I know, I know, I wrote it down. Benny that was Baru an American guy. Or... Oh, so this isn't this is this isn't an American or a British guy doing this then? No, no, no. 
this is just like one of those ones where like I probably this is one of those other kind of comics that maybe would have came out like a Koro Koro comic or something goofy like that in mm-hmm. Japan and then they're like bring it to America they might have colored it here because I always feel mm-hmm. like sometimes not say that Japanese don't have actual because that's like a misconception all comics in Japan are black and white like they're fucking mm-hmm. poor and they can't afford color or something like that <laughs> like I don't know where that stereotype <laughs> comes from but um like it's one of those ones like I think like all those Nintendo Power comics are pretty much brought on over Okay. Kind of from Japan. Right, Maybe not the well, Blast Corpse one, but uh, from Rare. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And then um, they just fight this. I like during this battle, Ghidorah just stomps on the little pod thing that uh, Andros is in. And then, like, the robot, the, the little, like, pig robot, like, he was my father! <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, when Fox flying off, he's like, Dad, Dad, I did it. Fucking kill the monkey. Killed that dirty fucking ape. Whoop, and then whoop. you see his dad like in the sun, like, good going, son. Fuck them all. Yeah, fuck I'm going to go back to my whale orgy. You know, if you lick a sea turtle, you can get high, son. Keep that in <laughs> mind. <laughs> Try that DMT shit Joe Rogan's always talking about. Shit, I'm doing it right now while I'm talking to you on my space phone. It transforms dimensions! Ooh! Dad, I think you're just, just having a little too much fun there in the other dimension. It's like, well, there's there's no rules here, and there's there's no women to tell you to know, so it's just you and a bunch of dudes. You just you just go go to town. Nobody, You know what I mean? Like It's like when you're with your buddies. They never tell you to, you know, maybe you've had enough beer. No, not here. <laughs> if he tells you that, he's not your friend. Yeah. You fucking beat the shit out of him with soap in your sock. Teaches him a fucking lesson. And then you kick him out of the mansion and say, you don't belong here. You're not part of the cool club. Then he always finds a way back. Those fucking frogs always do. He's Hi, like, James! Like, oh, shit. Oh, he has one, too. We all have one, son. We all have one. And they live longer than all of us combined. <laughs> Somehow. Some, some somehow. God. I've literally seen a laser curve around his head. That would never happen <laughs> And it was my laser. <laughs> it was while he was asleep, too. I fired many times. Somehow, some way. I tried like to suffocate. chicken Metal Gear Solid 2. You just couldn't kill it. <laughs> I, tr- I tried suffocating him with a pillow one time. He thought we were just having a playful pillow fight. <laughs> He just said he just screamed slumber party, and then I just could Then I just went back to my room. It just all the fun went out the window once he said that. I just grabbed a rag cut like filled with gasoline, huffed it till I passed out for the next two weeks. <laughs> At least I do that. That'd be two weeks of dreaming that I would not have to see his ugly mug. Until <laughs> I had to go back and get more gasoline. <laughs> That's okay. Whales make gasoline, son. Scientific fact. Oh, yeah, they do, don't they? <laughs> it's they have fucking udders. They just have their fucking whale udders. And we just melt them like we're like Iraqi soldiers hanging out with George Bush. <laughs> <laughs> just and get that get that get that nice fine whale space gas. Oh, God. Huff a little bit while you're at it, because, you know, n- nothing's fun if you aren't high. <laughs> James the Cloud. 
1994, nothing's fun if you ain't high. <laughs> Star Fox. <laughs> it's just a picture of him. on the fucking cartridge. <laughs> it's that picture of him. It's when they have that like Star Wars prologue at the beginning of Star Fox 64, which shows the old Star Fox team. Has James McCloud with sunglasses, hands on hips, looking all righteous. That picture, it says, nothing's fun if you ain't high. <laughs> <laughs> James James McCloud. So, so somehow Pigbot goes back and um, gets like DNA of of uh, Andros drops in a little cloning thing. He says, "Now there's two of us." <laughs> hey, have Which you ever watched the yourself? I never had till now. <laughs> Just the pig stand there, like, oh, oh, this is not what I expected. Yeah, yeah, sexy. Yeah, that's right. Who's got a sexy Andros face? You do. No, you do. It's like, oh, oh, God, kill him quickly. <laughs> two, two med scientists just saying this back and forth to each other for like three hours straight. You do. No, you do. This is worse than Slippy Toes Thanksgiving. <laughs> so, like, well, here's my question then. Which one, I guess. There has always been a clone. There's always been one hiding out. Which I'll say, this room they're in, it does have a super. I mean, it's, it's part of what they're going for, but it does have that super creepy vibe because Andros, everything in the for in the in the front is more red. Everything in the foreground, everything in the back just is blue and it has all those pipes and shit going everywhere. Just something about that's a little like unsettling, you know? Yeah, it looks like Bob Hoskins, like you know, pipe job that he has in the Brazil and whatnot, and they're just the pipes are going everywhere in fucking England and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then next they go to fucking, like, you know, back to, like, Sonic's hometown. They're like, hey, there's a fucking party here for you, Fox. You know, yeah, like, back got- at Knothole Village, you know, and he's like, where's the hedgehog? Oh, he's off. Good. Fuck him. Hopefully he never comes back. And then we just go, they go back to, like, the village. Because what they did when they knocked over Imperial freight ships, they would always, like, you know, Falco was like, we should, have, we should keep some of the ship for ourselves. And, and Fox would get mad. But, um... Basically, now they're just bringing all the money back. They, 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 they bring money back, so now they're old local town heroes. And they even have, like, a animal version of Mario building a statue. It's like, you keep him fucking working. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you just look at the way how he looks. <laughs> they got that going on. And then they even have that guy who, like, he reminds me, like, in Robin Hood. There's that, like, sort of, like, there's that musician kind of bird. The that bard? Gets, that, yeah, there's, like, the bard of it and so on. But it's like, this is a futuristic version. The one who gets thrown in fucking jail, like, right off the fucking bat, like, no fucking songs about Robin Hood. Well, sure, no fucking I'm songs not, about foxes. fucking on now? <laughs> I guess it's a fox thing. Maybe he just goes in jail for foxes. Yeah, just like, well, sure, if I'm not, I am. By the way, they're like, hey, we'll play a fucking song, get, you know, have a party, and then all of a sudden, fucking... You know, after, or I guess they, they, first they, like, explored, like, hey, man, remember our old pad? Yeah, dude, it's fucking sick. You know, like, even, they kept all our holes the same, too. And then there's even that weird part where, like, um, oh, what's, what's the chick's name again in this, um... Farrah, oh, they, Farrah. Fox just, it's, Fox has a, has a, his mother's dress, because, you know, he said his mother died when he was a young, at a young age, and he just has his mother's dress, and like a not Batman, just, like, like, suitcase. Yeah, like a Jason Todd like death case, you know, like for, it's like not like like not folded nice and pristine or something like in the back of a closet or at the bottom of a drawer or something or just like you know for it's literally just hanging up there, just like 
why do you always have everything in this in this thing is falling apart? You sleep on a mattress that looks like it was it looks like it was actually a chair out of a 1988 suburban that you just <laughs> extended all the way back. Your dresser he's like, he's like, well, is I tried to extend it forward, but it broke, and that's just the position it was left in. <laughs> and you have like a you have a green dresser that's just literally like a 1940s trunk. And, but you got somehow, somehow you got this pristine, like bulletproof case. It looks like something the monk, the the, the pope rides around in. Yeah, and that sits above your bed, you know, so, you know, so that your mother's always watching over you. I guess it's a metaphor for something, but. But yeah, so and then he's just like, "Oh, here, put on this dress. Oh, wow, you look just like my mom." That's gonna be awkward later tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Should I what take if, it off? Not yet, no. No. No, leave it on. Should we turn the lights off? No, leave the lights on too. What about that picture you... of your family when you were two years old? No, leave that up. That's part of it. Do you I have, you... A, I have a weird relationship with my dad, okay? You know, when I was born, he was, you know, licking toads and huffing whales. I didn't know what that meant till <laughs> yesterday. I just want a mom right now. Will you go bake me some cereal? I think we have some Count Chocula left over. Yeah. You're like, oh, I, I thought we were going to do something else. No, I just, I want to sit here and just watch TV and just have you wait on me 24-7 like my mother did for two years. <laughs> like one of those things. Every once in a while, can you yell at me and stop stop playing video games? Yeah. You know, make me go do some chores. You know, just like build a fence or like take the trash out or something. I don't know. <laughs> and she's like it's one of those things where she's like god we like this was maybe a mistake i got it she goes out front all the r wings are already destroyed like we're staying here now i got my mom back this was all the long game like oh fuck this got really dark very quickly <laughs> yeah exactly be like i always wanted a mother and now you are her even if i'm 32 years old i can live the next like 84 years of my life with you as my mom. Like, all right, great, Fox. All right, that would that be just. What if they just did that on some franchise where they make the main character really lovable and likable for the first two films? The third film, he just takes a hard turn like that. Like within the first, within by the end of the first act, like whoa, where did this come from? Like he's got to be under the spell or control. Like no, this was the long game. This is the guy you were rooting for this whole time. Like oh fuck. That would, you know what? When you say that, that would be so awesome. Just to make make about the most lovable character you could possibly have for two films, and then just make him just like on the third movie, he just starts doing everything you just didn't expect. Like you know, what I mean, like say like, fuck it, man, I'm gonna fuck that slippy. But fox, oh man, you know what? You keep tailing along. Of course, you want something. You want my fucking fox cock. <laughs> He's just like, but I'm a boy. You are now. Turn into a woman. <laughs> I see that Jurassic Park movie. I know what you can do. Yeah. I don't know how many slaps it's going to take, but your fucking hormones will change. <laughs> how many slaps does it take for a frog to get it for, to, like, lose a dick? One, two, three. Wait, are you, are you like those lizards? Like, if I hold on to it, you try to run away, it'll just snap off? We can try that. <laughs> but uh, as they're hanging out there partying and whatnot, and even, like, he's like, well, you know. I guess you can wear my mom's dress. It's, it's literally not been, uh, ever since that car bomb explosion, it has not even left that cage until you now <laughs> expose it to the elements 22 years later. 
<laughs> so then after that, that's where they get, they just, they're leading this parade, like, yeah, Star Fox is back, which is funny, because they have this big, long, like, splash page, kind of spread across panel, all these people cheering behind them, and Falco's probably happy, but it looks like, he's like, hey, get off the fucking car, while everybody else is all happy, you know, <laughs> he's like, I still got fucking payments on this car, you know, and this, and this Slippy's got that look like, oh, what are they doing, what are they coming for, I don't have any pennies, <laughs> Slippy, why do you need pennies? Like, well, mother always said that if you if you see someone in need, give them money, and maybe they'll leave you alone. No, no, no Slippy, that's the fucking worst idea. The second you give them money, they're just gonna keep following you around, just like how yeah, you fucking follow us around. And we don't even give you money, but you give <laughs> us love. That's that's what friends do. <laughs> Fuck. Hey, uh, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not even like trying anymore. You just yourself right between uh, me and the fucking toad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why he always immediately sits next to me. It's not like it's one of those things. Like, <laughs> and then he'll just it could look be at me out like, of the. You want a handy? <laughs> we 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 can go be seeing. We can go all be seeing a movie together. All right, and for some reason, let's just say Peppy Peppy is sitting next to me. He can, Peppy can get up and go to the bathroom. Slippy will then get up, walk over, like waddle over past three other people, sit down next to me in Peppy's place. And when Peppy gets back, he has a thing where he stops and looks, but what the fuck? he just sits back down. He's not going to bother. <laughs> just fucking Slippy like some fuck, dude. You sure you don't want a handy? My uncle always loves a handy when he drives. <laughs> I'm never going to understand frog culture. Sit in the fucking center of the car. Yeah, and once she sits in the center of the car, that's where he's not interested. He's looking the other way. He's like, there's a giant pig bat back there, and I don't know. <laughs> well, he's doing the R2D2 scream. It's not. I don't want to use the word improvement. But it's not what it was before. You know, I literally told General Pepper to put on the fucking, like, R-Wings. You put the fucking section back there that I could put him in there, and maybe space will kill him. I mean, it probably won't, but maybe it will. <laughs> Why do we give this thing its own fucking ship? I don't get it. <laughs> and that's where we come back to Andros, and he's planning his revenge again. And, um... Basically, is there a vortex? And they just they just come out from the sky and just start shooting down and everything at, the, at their village, basically. Yeah, it's and, like fucking General Pepper sitting there, like, shaving and fucking singing Elvis Presley songs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, that got by me the first time. Let's see. I know how... Oh, yeah, what makes sense? Hound Dog. Okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I, I, I get where it's going, but it's just like all those ones. Like, maybe they just really love Elvis, the guy who the guys who worked on this. Thing. I know. I mean, I mean like, don't wrong. I, I fucking love Elvis too, but I just think it's a it's a weird place to be dropping these Elvis. Like, the kids gotta fucking know. Helsing, Helsing makes the the Helsing manga series makes a lot of like Metallica and Slayer, like a lot of metal references. Well, that one kind of makes sense. That makes sense for what it is, yeah. But um. Uh, moving forward from this, uh, I think it's where the basically just starts happening and just like it's like oh shit, it's Andros. 
a big, just big old space battle starts to happen. And I don't remember how Fox, I think they get on to the, to the, um, he has like a mothership flying over or something. Is that what it is? He has a mothership flying over him or, or they go into some core or something. It's a level out of the game. Yeah. Well, there is like that alien mothership approaching. Yeah. I think it is an alien mothership and what's happening is they go into it and from there, somewhere in the middle of this battle, earlier Fox said, like, once uh, Farrah puts on the dress, like, oh, wow, you look just like my mother, you know? And that's where they acknowledge that, like, um... <laughs> this is the other part that's kind of fucking weird. Well, I mean, they, they acknowledge that uh, that Andros has history. He was part of the military as well, like Fox's father and this and that. But then that's where he puts in... They put in this weird love triangle thing where... <laughs> I thought just this was just intense. I was surprised they put it in this book. That's where he sees like Farah, you're alive. I I didn't know that was you gonna be driving the car. I thought it was, I thought it was, I thought it was, I thought it was James. Like wait, what? And that's where Fox finds out that his father was basically his father, um, his mother was accidentally murdered by Andros. Yeah, well, it's. I was just gonna say it's just so weird that like Andros is like I loved you and that dirty, dirty Fox took you away from me. Yeah, yeah, like there's, it's like very super villainish, but at the same time, I think for like what else they had to go off of, like oh, that's actually an interesting take right there. And if they wanted to expand on that, like in the later versions, that would be cool. And there's the two Androsses, and by this point, you find out that like one is like we got to stop this, we got to stop this. The other's like, no, we're too far, we're too far from it. Just like I'm half Andros, just like you are. Like you're the weak half, and he just like fucking blows him away. Yeah, well, because that one's like, oh, he knows, like, I found love. And it's almost like he's getting confused. He's almost forgetting about the battle now. He's like, wait, she's still alive? What? Like, in war, there's no place for love. And he, like, just vaporizes him. Yeah. But this is where it starts to just get, like, almost gets kind of brutal here. Like, you know, it's, like, in a comic book, but it's, like, almost, like, God, like, you think about it, like, and there's even that part two, one's fucking, like, Fox. There's this panel that's on, like, page, like, 127, when Fox figures out that like Andros killed his mother and it's just this yellow beam over he's like I need to go do this myself he looks fucking furious yeah <laughs> just like it's just like oh shit something's gonna fucking go down and then of course it's got these like I, I love I just love the way this book's also designed too like this one's books is like for being like in a sense like almost 30 fucking years old probably 30 years old maybe even Japan well close to it give or take but um got such a cool design like the whole way through that i can't even see books nowadays mm-hmm. having this cool like the panels how they're all shifty shift right there and just like crossing over each other and whatnot and then you have like double page explosions but it only happens on like the bottom half it's kind of fucking weird when you think about it yeah and it's actually what he ends up doing is he ends up chasing you think he's gonna go after and kill andros but no he chases andros into a wormhole and here's the thing i'm not sure if it was like you said if this was part of something else before it got switched over to nintendo power but these books always do end on very abruptly. Like, I feel like they, they can be just be moving along at their own pace. And then an editor walks in like, yo, you got four pages to wrap this shit up. Like, oh, fuck. Okay. And because it does go from like, he gets it. Like, uh, Fox continues doing all this cool space battle shit. But then he more or less chases Andros into the wormhole. And he says like, oh, uh, why, why don't you go after him? I'm like, well. That's where my dad is. And after how long he waited, I think he's waiting for his last shot. So he, he's the one who deserves to kill Andros more than me. I thought that was actually kind of an interesting way to go about that. And I, um, 
Oh, yeah, I, I was gonna say I, I like that a lot. I thought that actually was kind of a cool. Way. It's just like, fuck it, my dad needs to fucking finish this off. Let's get fucked up. That's what James would always <laughs> wanted. <laughs> Peppy's like, you sound just like your father did. That's when like Deep Purple's, come on, no, 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 come on, no, no, no. Let's go space trucking. Come on. That's all this says, like, like the long live the Star Fox team right there at the very Is the end. credits roll? <laughs> that's like the that song is made to fly spaceships and do cocaine too. Yeah, exactly. But I just think that is kind of like it is kind of fucking badass. But it's, it's kind of weird cuz you think about this. Once again, like you know Nintendo Power in the early 90s, you know you know, once again, we all know that, every, you know, multiple, like, age ranges are playing video games. But, like, you know, that magazine's kind of made for give or take around the 10-year-old. It's got fucking, like, a deep fucking ending in there and so on. Like, in these, in, like this last, like, two chapters of the book. It's like, oh, shit, there's fucking, like, death and, you know, learning about these tragedies and so on. and whatnot. You just don't expect it almost in, like, a Nintendo Power comic. Well, the thing about something like this, I wish this book would continue on, or I wish they had more time to expand on it, because it starts off like it's just trying to sell a toy. That's the way it's kind of coming off as. And, you know, the dude sprinkles in some of his own stuff. Now, even though I say it's like just trying to sell a toy, art-wise and style-wise, I really like it. Like, I'm going to say this, as a Star Fox fan, this is, even though I don't like it as much as the Mario book or the um, Link to the Past book by Viz Media, that were also in Nintendo Power... I would still like to own this one just as a Nintendo and a Star Fox fan. And just it's an interesting piece of history. And that being said, the book itself is good looking. And it stands out. Um, even like you were saying, the panel layout was cool too, just from that. And I feel like that something like this... Um, if something like this had a chance to go on, I bet this would be really good. Because Sonic the Hedgehog started off as just a very, like goofy silly silly ass fucking comic that was almost kind of like yeah it's probably gonna go for 10 issues and it's probably gonna stop it's gonna be a little mini series and then it picked up and then it kept on going on and on and on and people like oh wow these are actually real characters that we developed into something yeah and it's literally never stopped you know where sadly like these ones kind of have like a moment and it's kind of like oh the game's out uh it sold well fuck it kill it kill a comic yeah, so now it's like, I wouldn't mind jumping in forward and checking out the 64 one, because um, I'm just curious to see what that one is. But um, I'm seeing if, if it continues from here, or if it is just treating it like another reboot. Yeah, exactly. They might have just got somebody else to do it and whatnot. But um, no, yeah, whole way through, I thought this one was really cool. It's just It's always interesting, too, I think, when you kind of get it when it's like, shit, they only are based off of, like, the very first game, you know? Mm-hmm. There, there, there's something so different between that or like if you know if you make a Star Fox comic today it's like well yeah you got like you know eight games to pull from or so it's kind of weird to think there's only like that many games but whatever but you know what I mean like and then here it's just like you're kind of making it's kind of like no different than like when we watch like that Mario anime it's like shit they based that all off like the first Mario game like <laughs> that's that's impressive. what's really interesting when, when they don't have like if you were to make a I mean granted they did make a Sonic movie but I'm saying like if you may, if you were to, like if you really wanted to do like a fan fanish like like super fan Sonic movie like oh it's gonna have like Shadow it's gonna have Knuckles it's gonna have Blaze they're gonna be going against Chaos they're gonna like you know it's gonna have a little bit of this game it's gonna have some some of Sonic CD it's gonna have Big Cat just, yeah fucking just, just the but, silence <laughs> but then like yeah like, one guy in the back goes I like fishing you know um, 
But then, like, going off this, like, you had one game to go off of, and, like, all right, we got to fill in a lot of these holes here. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I almost, like, it almost it sounds kind of weird. I don't know if that almost kind of makes it kind of more interesting because you just don't know what you're going to get. You know what I mean? Like, it, it feels like what kind of, yeah. Go I was ahead. just going to say real quickly is, like, when you have a bunch of games already, it's kind of like you're sort of locked into, like, hey, this is how things are. You can't just make shit up anymore. Like, you know what I mean? Like, follow the path that's already been carved. Where, like, here, it's like, you really, you can't really mess anything up in a sense. You know what I mean? Because, you know, you, you you got your, like, initial blueprint from Shigeru Miyamoto, who might kill you if you did mess it up. But you never know. <laughs> he, has, he has that, like, Mick Jagger-like smile that is kind of frightening all at the same time. <laughs> like... Is he smiling because he likes you, or is he is he smiling because he just remembered a place where he could bury you if he needs to? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, uh, no, but like, uh, but uh, go like going back to Sonic, for instance, it's kind of like I'm said now. If you want to do like a super like movie dedicated for fans or whatever, I guess there's enough lore to it you could. But thinking back on it, another example is back when it first came out, or like the first two or three games. I mean, what'd you really have to go off of? And that's where you have two vastly different versions. And then you had the comic, which is kind of like the middle ground of it. You had the that silly-ass fucking ro- wannabe Roadrunner shit, <laughs> the Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. And then you had, like, so that somebody looked at that and, like, okay, I guess he's fun, he's fast, he's silly, right? And then someone else looked at the other one, like... All right, it's kind of like I guess dystopian and serious. I guess is what we can do with it, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you have the comic. It's like, all right, let's try and walk this middle ground and then throw more shit from the games. And, and then you get the fucking Canadian one of like uh, Sonic fucking. Um, I almost said Sonic Jam, but not Sonic Jam. Sonic uh, Underground. Underground. Where it's just that just might see, that one's almost like it's like Star Fox Adventure, where I think somebody had like their own idea, like, hey man, this could be this fucking hip punk band and everything like that, and you know they fucking go on adventures and they gotta like battle like you know the man. It's like, fuck that, throw Sonic the Hedgehog in there, the man's fucking Dr. Robotic. There's a show. Yeah, because <laughs> that's because that's literally like when you look at Dinosaur Planet and like you know you see like the N64 footage and like you see those pictures and like Nintendo Power and whatnot. And it's like, oh, shit, look at this fucking game. You know that you could tell that that was sort of, like, rare. It's like, man, this is our fucking, like... You know, most of these games we've been doing are kind of either other people's stuff. And, like, this is going to be really ours. I mean, yeah, we created Battletoads. We've created fucking Conquer. We created, you know, things like Banjo-Kazooie and whatnot. But, man, this fucking Dinosaur Planet's going to be fucking it. Shigeru Miyamoto goes, that guy looks fucking like Star Fox. You know what? Fuck it. Make that guy the main character. Star Fox game. Go! <laughs> Well, that's not what we were really designing. You are now. <laughs> you hear me? I'm just standing there with that big fucking smile, being like, I don't know what to fucking say, but uh, N64, in the trash, start that GameCube now. <laughs> he's still smiling. Is he going to kill well, us, or is he just going to fucking He's looking at him us? like, the fuck he's still doing standing here? Why aren't you working? He's just smiling still. Like, all right, all right. I already got Luigi's Mansion done. And he just kind of like he just kind of like walks over to the windows, like shifts the blinds once or twice, like, oh shit, okay. <laughs> he just sent someone a signal, like we'll go in the other room. Yeah, okay. He's here, like st- he's here, like urgent footsteps up the stairs. Like, all, right, yeah. all right, we'll go in the other room. We'll, we'll start it. Just fucking just yeah, throw that in sixty four games in the trash. Yep, no more dinosaur planet for you. He does it like he just he like the head designer is like you wait you stop. He just like walks over to him 
He just grabs him by the shoulder, like, very firmly, still with that real big smile, walks over the computer, drags a trash can over to the corner of the table, smiles, do it. <laughs> do it. Okay, like, you can almost hear, like, his, you can almost feel like, you can almost hear the muscles stretching as he smiles. <laughs> exactly. That's probably that thing's like, okay, fucking Star Fox Adventure's done. Hey, Microsoft, oh, you're going to offer us, like, three fucking billion dollars, whatever the fuck it is, to have us? Um, If we make Grab by the Ghoulies, you don't want to throw Age of the Empires characters in it, right? No? <laughs> cool! <laughs> <laughs> okay, you fucking deal! And then they go over there, they're just like, Shigeru, they just, like, they just bump into him, like, oh, how'd that turn out? You escaped. <laughs> Or well, that's almost like those ones. Like I felt like Microsoft just got like they got almost like rare. It's just like put it in the corner with the others. It will stop the tyranny of of Nintendo a bit more. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but we can really create some really good. I mean, literally the '90s is all based off what. No bother, no bother. I love how this guy speaks English, and for some reason the rare guys that are British don't speak. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but whatever, whatever. No, no, no. You go in the corner there and. Throw a game out once in a while, but that's not what you're here for. But we'll let you know when we need one. That is not today. <laughs> yeah, that's always the weirdest thing about like like rare. Like it's like they made some games for 360, and I'm not gonna say like they're they're not like bad games, but like it's like they never. It's like I don't know what happened. Just like well, those ones like they they made like some of the biggest fucking games of like the 90s. You know, you go from like. They made fucking Battletoads. Then they made fucking Donkey Kong Country. Then they made, you know, Banjo-Kazooie and Goldeneye and Perfect Dark and all this shit. And then it's like one of those ones, like, you get to the 2000s, like, oh, they made Perfect Dark Zero, which, yeah, was it Perfect Dark <laughs> 1? No, it's not it was... It's, it's not, it, it was the most... It felt so generic, though. Like, it didn't... Uh, like, did not have any kind of, like real personality to it and i remember yeah. playing that game i was just being super frustrated because like you gotta protect jonathan like you know and just like John, he's like i'm the best guy on the team you know and then like he like there's some mission where you'd always just run into some fucking hall and i'm like well he's the ai he's not gonna do anything too you just always get killed right away it's like oh, i gotta protect this dumb motherfucker even though he's apparently the best guy on the team fuck him yeah, that was that. That was that time period too where like there was always gonna be that fucking mission at some point in the game where it's like protect this person yeah, it's just like good thing that doesn't I, really exist anymore. I'm glad. Well, that, that's one of the. I won't go into this whole other thing. That's the reason why I didn't like Dawn of the not Dawn, um, 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 Dead Rising because it always just oh, be God. like it was nothing but escort missions after a while, and it would just be like something. Like, Dude, we gotta go this way, this way, and they just go running in to like start whacking Pete. You know, either they'd be crying in a corner or they just go run off into a corner and get killed by a bunch of zombies. Yeah, that's what. Good thing is Dead Rising Four. It took a while, but they finally got around to making a perfect game by that point. But um, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's just sad that Rare has sort of been sitting there for like twenty years and just really hasn't made. I mean, there's a new Battletoads game coming out for Xbox One, so I mean, finally something fucking is happening. But for the most part, it's that kind of thing. It's just like God, you have like you have this killer team that probably is all disbanded by now because we all know they went mm-hmm. to go make like Time Splitters and shit like that later on in other companies, but. For the most part, you had this killer team that, like, you should have been making sick fucking games. And then just, yeah. As I said, they just kind of, they made stuff. And it's not like it's, like, bad kind of games. It's just, like, it was just nothing legendary. Let's just say that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you know, it's one of those, yeah. 
Well, going back to Star Fox, because you know they, that, that the whole way it came about is like they import they 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 just gave Dinosaur Planet the Star Fox paint job, and they added in some flying mechanics, a couple flying levels here and there. Mm-hmm. And but I'll say this: um, this I'm not sure how much of this they actually is part of Star Fox canon by this point, because you know the changes pretty frequently and loosely. But regardless, I think this is a a pretty uh, fun book right here. It's not perfect, but. And I don't like it as much as the Mario one because the Mario one was actually pretty funny. Mm-hmm. And this one, even it's not really – there's some funny parts in it. But it, it's more of like when you have a bunch of anthropomorphic animals and, you're, and it's asking you to take it seriously. It's sometimes a little harder to do. But regardless, the artwork is really cool. Yeah, the artwork's fucking top notch. And I will say, though, it's like it's one of those ones like it's taken I, – I will say at the end of the day, though, it is taken like way more almost serious than you would think it would be. You know, yeah. you you would almost expect like a Saturday morning romp, and it's that's not what this fucking is. This is like if this was just turned to a movie, it's like a PG thirteen movie right here and there, practically. Yeah, pretty much, which is what you'd expect for like Metroid or something. Yeah, so um, yeah, totally fun. If you can run across a copy of the old Star Fox, or if you find some of those issues, I think it it appears in Nintendo Power's issues forty five to fifty five. So if you got those laying around, well, so this is a landmark form then. Yeah, so um. Good times we had there, and then uh, we, we got some other fun like gems of like Nintendo comic books kind of coming up and so on. But you know, till then, go check out oldmanorange.com for more podcast comic books like Pizza Boys. Got Pizza Boys issue nine out right now on Amazon and Comicsology. By the time this practically is almost out, it'll at least be by June tenth. But um, yeah, fun stuff. Go there. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes, and I'm Ryan Dunnigan. And we'll see you some other time. Later, folks. Thanks again for listening to the Old Man Orange Podcast. Sure, check out oldmanorange.com for more podcasts, cartoons, music, animation, and a whole lot more. We also have the Old Man Orange blog going with all kinds of fun stuff. If you easily want to support the show, use one of our Amazon links either on the website or in the description of the podcast below. Rate, review, and subscribe to the show either on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Newgrounds, or anywhere else that you seem to get this podcast from. Grab the sitcom-styled comic book Pizza Boys on either Comic Central, Comixology, or Amazon. Want more podcasts? Check out the Indie Comics Club over at Comic Central. I also got a workout website called Thor's Hidden Gym. Filled with fitness tips and tricks, videos, and a whole lot more fun stuff in the calisthenics world. Talk to us on Twitter, at Spencer S. Holmes and Dunnigan Ryan. Like our Facebook pages of Old Man Orange Productions and Pizza Boys Comic. Thanks again, and we're out of here.